Welcome to Hard Truths by Vertex Female Leader Series. This March, in honor of International Women's Day, we have invited a few of our accomplished female leaders and their investment managers to share inspirational stories of starting up, following their passion, and overcoming the odds. Tune in to gain valuable industry insights, practical wisdoms, and hard truths. Hi everyone, I'm Elise Tan. I'm your host today for this podcast, Hard Truths by Vertex. Today, I'm really happy to have Sonam and Kanika on our show. Kanika is my colleague and partner at Vertex Ventures Southeast Asia and India. She also led the round for Kakana, which is founded by Sonam. Yeah, I'm really glad to have Sonam on the show. So let me share with you what is Sonam's background. So Sonam, is she the founder of Kakana? Sonam was inspired to build Kakana when she was working on solving engineering problems across multiple business units at Procter & Gamble. She witnessed some of the underlying challenges in the manufacturing industry in India, and she thought of a platform that would solve those problems. Eventually, that led her to build Kakana.io. So today, we are going to um, have a conversation with both of them to better understand what uh, Sonam has been working on, what Kakana is about. So let me start off with asking my colleague Kanika first. How did you get to meet Sonam? Sure. Uh, So technically, we found Sonam first. You know, we were building a B2B thesis uh, for India. And uh, Sonam happened to know one of our colleagues from engineering college. So we had reached out to Sonam then. And at that time, I think she wasn't raising or uh, she wasn't really ready to talk to funds. So we tracked Karkhana for a bit. And then when Sonam decided to raise money, she reached out to us. And that's when we had the first formal conversation. But uh, technically, yeah, we found Sonam first. Got it. And I remember this year, earlier on, you know, we interviewed you and your story about how you got beaten by the entrepreneurial bug and how you started your own company finally. Do you want to share more about it? Sure. Uh, so, um, in fact, Elise, uh, manufacturing is one of those areas where you don't really find many females, right? So this question, I, I don't think I can even count how many times I've been asked that how does it feel like to be a female building a business in manufacturing and, you know, uh, doing unconventional stuff. But what even further strengthens the belief of uh, having more and more women in manufacturing is the confidence that Vertex had when they invested in Karkhana in me. And, you know, a cherry on the cake is that one of the female partners at Vertex is the one who showed her conviction to invest in this. So in a way, I think it's it's a very, very strong statement that not just me as the founder of Karkhana.io, but even the investment partners we have believe in the vision of having more and more women in manufacturing and, you know, walking the talk. That I think is, I personally feel uh, great about. And I think it's it's extremely symbolic of uh, supporting that belief system. Yeah, but I would say, uh, at least it was not by design. You know, it's not like we were out looking for a women founder or we said that, okay, uh, women founder, so female partner has to be on the board. Uh, I think it was just coincidental um, that, you know, when we met Sonam, we, we, we realized she really knows the sector very well, right? And she really knew what she was doing, which is actually very rare to find uh, at the stage of company she was in. That really gave us a lot of confidence 
that, you know, yes, uh, manufacturing is a tough sector, but, you know, Sonam can crack it and she's, uh, she's not one to back down from a tough conversation or a tough sell or a tough pitch, right? So I think that's really what convinced us the most. So the fact that she was a woman was, you know, at that time interesting, but not something which we thought a lot about. Frankly, I think what we just tried to see is that, is there a business which can be built? Because manufacturing is tough for different reasons, right? And one of those reasons is that it's usually a big boy's game. The largest manufacturers want to work with the largest suppliers. And here there was this idli piddly company, you know, trying to <laughs> stop the space. So, so really that is most of the discussion which we had. And I think it was just coincidental that I think, you know, at Vertex, we also always try to get the best founder investor fit. So, you know, hopefully we achieve that with Karkhana. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I think, uh, a story of good coincidences. Um, yeah, like, I agree. Uh, As I think most people on uh, listening to us on podcasts or YouTube know that we are very female founder friendly. But uh, Kanika also gave a good reminder that we invest because of the quality of the founder, regardless of the gender. So we are really looking at ideas that can potentially change the world. And uh, we find the best founder to execute the uh, idea and then to keep betting on them, uh, backing them so that they will succeed. Um, just wondering, you know, what is your first impression of each other? The first interaction I had with Kanika, uh, quite honestly, um, to me, she came across as uh, as somebody who was who was very rational, very, very straightforward. But, you know, when you come across somebody who's extremely straightforward, very rational in the way they conduct the conversation, but at the, at the same time, extremely smart and asking the right questions, that was something that just brought a lot of seriousness in the in the conversation, I would say. So, so that was my first impression of Kanika, that she's straightforward, no bullshit person. I think I, I continue to admire that about her. Yeah, I must say that you are a very good people reader because that's exactly, no. you know, and, and <laughs> I, I love that. Um, I love that about our, our colleagues at Vertex as well, you know, that we are straightforward, but sometimes we really need to know the truth um, and, and we need to know it at the right time as well. So it's really nice and refreshing to be um, frank, right? Be transparent and authentic with each other. What about, what about you, Kanika? The first meeting, uh, Sonam came across as very confident on the business she's building. And she was able to back everything she said with either some data or with, you know, very tangible examples of how she really knows uh, the business well, both from the commercial side as well as from the technical side. I'm sure we'll talk more about Karkhana. This is a custom manufacturing business. Uh, and Sonam ends up working on very complex machine parts. So this is a specific industry segment where we do need technical expertise alongside, you know, commercial expertise. And I think Sonam demonstrated that uh, very clearly. Uh, so I think that is something I remember. And then the other thing is um, tenacity, because I remember this was not um, Sonam's first business. Uh, she had done something else earlier. Uh, I think this was a pivot, almost a brand new business. Uh, she'd been through a co-founder split as well. But she still demonstrated so much conviction and so much energy that really impressed us. Coming to uh, what Karkhana.io is, 
So, uh, what we are building is essentially a managed marketplace for uh, for manufacturing of custom built products. And here, through our platform, what we are trying to create is a transparent, speedy, and a reliable supply chain for products across multiple industries. And the approach that we have taken is that we are aggregating capacities available with multiple manufacturing suppliers across geographies. And building our own digital platform that makes the entire process of sourcing through them extremely, extremely, extremely efficient as well as uh, transparent. So it just helps building a lot of uh, trust for the customers to do a lot of the procurement that they were otherwise uh, doing in a very painstaking manner, in a very efficient manner through our platform. You know, was it because uh, you mentioned that it must be custom made and then they need only smaller quantities? Yeah, can you share with us more? Sure. Uh, so here the product categories that we are targeting on uh, are custom built, where these products are built as per the design and uh, as per the specifications of our customers. And, and none of these are available off the shelf, right? So to manufacture these products, it requires from a supply chain perspective, a lot of flexibility, a lot of agility and uh, also, the ability to handle variation uh, across raw materials, across manufacturing processes. So if we if we take Karkhana.io out of the equation, uh, generally how most companies work is that they will put in lots of people in solving this problem because essentially managing multiple suppliers requires a lot of micromanagement, uh, figuring out you know what is happening at what stage. And this entire process is, is not run in a digital manner or a transparent manner today, which means the the day of a sourcing manager or a procurement manager would start with picking up call for each and every supplier and asking them that what is the status of the manufacturing project that they're running on their shops. And, and, and not a, this is not a pretty thing to do every single day, right? Secondly, this information that we share with them helps them speed up the decision-making process as well. Uh, they don't have to, you know, juggle between a lot of conversations and uh, figure out what information to focus on. Uh, all of that gets eased out uh, through our platform. And another thing is, by the way of aggregation, we are bringing access to multiple uh, manufacturing processes as well as access to multiple materials in which these products are built all at one place. So it it just simplifies and speedens up the entire process of procuring these custom-built products for the customers. Yeah, that sounds great. And I, I can't imagine sitting at a desk calling up all the manufacturers. Uh, uh, would they be able to discover through your platform, You know, given that you have uh, different vendors to choose from, that, oh, maybe another material might be better and sometimes even more cost-effective? Yeah, so for the customer, uh, where the process would start at sharing their designs and sharing what they want in terms of manufacturing process and material, when we receive that information, one of the processes that we uh, follow very well is design for manufacturing, what we call DFM process. So all the data that we receive from the customer goes through a checklist. And uh, there we are able to advise customers on not just saying that, okay, this, whether this material is good material to go for, but also identify certain features in their design and say whether this, this is risky to manufacture or if this feature is, you know, changed, it can reduce cost. 
So that DFM process is is something that again enables customers to take the right decision before they even build their first prototype with us and reduce the number of iterations that they would otherwise have to go through. Oh, this sounds super cool. What is the hard truth about building this company? About being in the manufacturing industry so far, I think uh, this has a lot to do with the nature of uh, products and the nature of manufacturing that we have signed up for. Right, uh, as I was speaking about uh, custom-built products and the amount of diversity in materials and manufacturing processes that that one needs to handle. The the complexity also multifolds. Here we are not talking about building say millions of uh, units of a single type of product. Here we need to be agile. First of all, as a system to deal with uh, so much diversity in manufacturing and even allowing the customers to build volumes at different sizes. And third thing is that even when you're building teams, right? Uh, ultimately, people are behind all businesses and have the ability to make or break what you're building, making sure that even the people by culture, by design, by values, also carry the same agility and uh, flexibility in in handling this uh, diversity in business. So that I think is the is the hard truth. It's it's very different from building you know millions of volumes of a of a single product. Yeah, that's so true. I can imagine there's like countless permutations that you know your system has to handle. It's incredible. So I'm gonna let you take a break. I'm going to now. Um, talk to uh, Kanika. So Kanika, you mentioned that um, our company developed a thesis about manufacturing, right? And then you were looking for a solution in the space. So tell us more about it. You know, what did you foresee was going to be the future of manufacturing? So manufacturing is um, a very large sector in India. It's been around for a long time. It provides a lot of employment. And in certain segments like uh, automotive or machine parts, uh, India does a lot of volume and value, uh, not just for domestic manufacturing, but also for export. At the same time, it has been a very traditional industry and really, uh, you know, not much innovation in process or supply chain for a very long time. Uh, so when we were building a B2B thesis, uh, we were essentially looking at business models which could disrupt a traditional supply chain using technology, bring in efficiency. And do this at scale while providing, you know, some kind of value to both a buyer and a seller. So we were actually looking for something where the margin profile indicates value accretion on both sides. And so therefore, it's not just a trade or um, a very low single digit margin business. And the other thing which really happens in emerging markets like India is that a lot of the supply chain runs on credit. So it's very different from some other markets where the supply chain is not so fragmented. But here, you actually do need to finance uh, the suppliers. Um, the buyers have their own working capital cycle. So a lot of B2B businesses actually end up becoming working capital businesses, which really in the long term is a margin erosion strategy. One, we want a business which can be built at scale with technology. Uh, second, we want to see high gross margins because they are an indicator of value accretion in the supply chain. And third, uh, while working capital, yes, will always be a lever, we want the business to grow even without working capital or 
at a large scale i think these three uh, aspects is where karkhana really fit the bill for us that's how we kind of triangulated from a fairly broad thesis uh, into this specific business kanika what is the hard truth about investing into this space yeah i think the first hard truth is that it's not a business which can be built overnight so it's not a gmv business uh it needs a, a little bit of patience it needs you to drive tech adoption on both sides and it really needs you to find you know what specific value can you provide so that you can actually build a moat and then you know start creating value versus eroding it using discounting or working capital etc right so i would say it's overall a fairly tough business but i think if you build it the right way uh, this can be a fantastic business in the long run we feel bad about the hard part but then we still like the sector and the investment thesis so i also want uh, would like you to walk us through you know the journey that you have seen for kakana and then also at which point do you realize that uh, there's a sufficient market validation that you know this is on track to becoming more and more you know scalable and successful so maybe you can walk us through sure when i started karkhana.io Uh, I mean, I started as a solo founder, right, and uh, got a couple of uh, people from my network. And as we were on this journey, we were doing a lot of experiments. One of those was, you know, working with as many industries or as many companies we could get a hang of uh, from our own network, and not saying no to anything, uh, because we also wanted to explore which are the sectors where it makes most sense to streamline the supply chain, where we would get the early adoption. and as an outcome of that which would be the manufacturing processes that we would want to you know scale up on uh, both in terms of our own technological expertise as well as the the supply capacity so initially for almost a year we really really did not have a digital platform all we had was a front end where a customer can can uh, interact with us and put forward their request but in the back end all of us were you know peddling ducks trying to figuring out trying to figure out uh, how to solve that problem but doing that gave us a lot of understanding and uh, a lot of data on what to build on the platform side so uh, in fact after we raised uh, our uh, round from vertex our first round from vertex is when uh, we started building the tech team complete tech team in house the complete product team in house and because we we were very very confident what that output would has to look like since then it has been about then scaling the experiences uh, that succeeded with customers and getting more and more customers and also getting them to a stage where they would have started their journey building in small quantities with us so this in fact formed the basis on what we want to also build on the platform side in fact we we still feel very very strong about that you know transparency is key uh, transparency helps in making decisions faster and overall improves how how manufacturing output you know could be generated you, you know i think that your decision to observe first to to understand more about the customer needs before building is such a great idea because most sometimes you know entrepreneurs rush to make the product and uh, as you know when you build something you want to tear it up you have to tear it apart you know when you make a mistake in the middle or some right so it is just going to take more and more time so so i love that instead of that you get the specification right in the beginning to build 
yeah, so that it actually helps uh, to save time in the long run. So that's, that's uh, super cool. I also want to highlight something that you mentioned. You know, your customer find is very refreshing that you provide a very transparent service. And I, you know, from interviewing our female founders, I realized that some of, some of the things that you guys do really well, firstly, is customer centricity. So that has been common as a value. And then transparency as well, you know. Um, and I sometimes call it stakeholder, keeping stakeholder involved. And, and that is so crucial, important. I guess a success of the company sometimes come down to, or most of the time, come down to the values that you hold dear. So what are the values that um, your firm has? Again, it's it's been uh, derived from uh, what we have seen our, our customers valuing. And our effort has been holding those values internally as well. So one of the things is transparency, where, you know, across across all stages, across all teams, across all functions, we maintain transparency about what we are doing, what we are building, how the company is, uh, is doing, and, and being extremely candid about sharing the information across all levels of, uh, of different teams. Uh, second thing is open-mindedness. What I mean by that is, you know, being open to differences in opinions, differences in backgrounds, and being accepting of the diversity that, that different people bring to the table. So in our team, we have you know people from different regions uh, of the country, and and you would know India is a very very diverse uh, nation, right? We have people across age groups, and um, I would say third uh, thing is integrity. Uh, that's something we hold in a very very solid way, and something that we are very in like not tolerant about you know anybody uh, neglecting integrity. Because that goes a long way in establishing the trust that our customers have on us, the trust that we have on our suppliers, the trust that suppliers have on us. Uh, the kind of business we are, it's extremely important that uh, you know people operate with integrity. So, so those are some of the things that uh, we are uh, extremely ardent about. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I was, I just wanted to add that I think we found Sonam is more thoughtful than usual about the team and the culture she's building. Uh, and we noticed that from a very early on, every person who's coming in spends a lot of time with Sonam and the team even before they join. And I think as a result, um, Sonam's built a very strong team and also a very strong culture. So when you when you go to the office, uh, you can really, really feel it. And uh, I think it's also reflecting in very good retention you know, across the board, which is extremely important as you scale. So I think uh, there, Sonam has done a pretty exceptional job. I'm glad you added that because people has always been such an important piece. When we interview our founders, some of our founders say that they regret most about not caring more about people and culture because that is really what makes things happen, right? When you get that right, most of the time the jigsaw puzzle is, is there, it's all done. I think what uh, I try to encourage all our founders, including Sonam, to do is to to be very comfortable in reaching out whenever they need to. So it's actually happened that one morning we've decided, okay, we'll catch up for coffee today because I didn't know Sonam is in town and she, you know, she just calls in the morning. Uh, and sometimes we also do uh, like, you know, weekly or monthly catch-ups uh, if you need to talk about certain important matters. I think from our side, try to maintain a relationship of transparency and respect 
uh, obviously the founders always know their business the best right especially the technical aspects uh, especially the, the daily operating aspects and uh, there are certain sectors or actually certain areas rather where investors can add value we try to develop that relationship where we establish early on that look we don't have all the answers but we are there to partner with you in finding those answers right just keep it open like that and then uh, ensure that there is enough comfort on both sides that you just call the other person you know when you have to discuss something without really uh, thinking too much about it yeah absolutely uh, it's okay to not get the answers every time but i think what i appreciate a lot about kanika that she always asks really really good questions and uh, uh, i think those questions a lot of times become a solid nudge towards figuring things out and having that informal structure is uh, is also very comfortable for the relationship that we have and i think goes a, a long way in uh, uh, having having trust in this relationship i really really appreciate kanika and rest of the team at vertex for creating this informal structure uh being able to catch with her catch up with her over drinks over coffee and uh calling up any time even if i mean it's it's not about very uh, discussing very structured things at work but even if i am nervous about something or i need help uh, thinking through you know how i'm going to say have a conversation with somebody else so so all of those things are extremely helpful so sonam how has um if you were to take a step back you know how has uh, vertex uh, added value as an investor um i mean first of all trusting us and trusting me in this uh, on this path of building a uh, you know a tough business that has been very confidence inspiring secondly again uh, i'm i'm going to repeat this uh, you know instead of you know just forcing or or rather presenting their side of things it's it's the approach has always been trying to understand more about the business uh from me from my team from uh, us and then helping put a structure around how to think about it uh, how to take the next steps and where both of us do not have the right answers bringing right questions to the table and for me as a single founder sharing that mind space is also important when when things are not so rosy being able to communicate those as is and seeking help is, is something that vertex has been able to provide for and i know that as long as the decisions or the steps that the business has to take are for the benefit of the business vertex will support us so that that comfort is uh, uh, is i think something immeasurable let to hear as a female founder you know what do you think what is the hard truth about it you know you can share in terms of your space or in general I don't think I or I really don't know if this is uh, something very specific to being a female founder but I I think uh, most founders uh, might find it challenging as their teams are growing is the ability to be be authentic the ability to say things as they are the ability to call out you know internally as well as you know Uh, in in other interactions is is something uh, that does not always come easy and for me personally also this is something that i have to keep reminding myself and uh, keep reiterating what is the what is the larger vision so that i think is uh, is extremely important uh, to maintain across the team 
I have also had challenges, but have been r- rightly reminded by people in my team that, you know, you maybe want to take a step back. Don't try to be the person that you are not and be more authentic, be more strong uh, about uh, what you think is the right thing here. So I'm uh, lucky on certain fronts there. That's, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I think you wouldn't have, it couldn't have been a very easy time, but you being so positive and and really overcoming it in your own stride, I think that is very, um, that's great, you know. And then before we end, I also want to talk to Kanika about, uh, more about the investment scene in India, because I think having a female senior investment professional in a VC firm is quite rare in India, you know, according to Money Control, uh, Vertex is one of the only nine VCs uh, that has a, a senior female investor. So tell us more about how did it feel to be working in um, your area? I think uh, at least India is one of the most exciting places to be. All right. If you're a founder or if you're thinking about starting up and if you're an investor and you're looking to support early stage startups. And I think in the last two, three years, the ecosystem has just grown by leaps and bounds. We have you know, so many more just founders who have experienced uh, technology companies before and are now coming forward to start up. Uh, you also have a lot more early stage investors, you know, angels, accelerators, micro VCs, angel funds. Uh, so I think it, to some extent, even starting up has become uh, a little bit more de-risked. A founding journey is hard. doesn't matter which sector you'll start up in. There'll always be some things which go right, some things which go wrong, and you have to figure it out uh, you know, as you go along. So, yeah, I would say um, it's an interesting space. It's becoming more competitive, which is both good as well as, I think, more challenging. So I think, um, you know, we are also discovering good definitions of what it means to be a good company, what it means to be a sustainable company, you know, what it means to be a good founder. Um, The bar is now a lot more higher which is great because it means that the quality of companies which will come up in the ecosystem are a lot more higher. I want to ask both of you, you know, uh, what would you say to a new female founder? What advice would you give? I think I'll I'll say the same thing. And again, to all founders, stay authentic and bring your own self uh, to how you, how you build a company. And yeah, just, just, just be at it. It sometimes takes longer to do the things you want to do. But yeah, perseverance is, is key. Uh, but at the same time, uh, knowing when to change course and uh, having the resources to change course is something you should not lose the sight of. Uh, be authentic, be at it. That's what I would say. Cool. How about you, Kanika? Uh, I think something similar, uh, I would tell, you know, all founders that starting a company is a 10 year long journey at the very minimum, right? So before you start, uh, you should be really, really committed and excited about the idea that you're building for. And you should always, always build with a long-term view. And uh, really, if you are doing that, then male founder, female founder has, has no meaning, right? Uh, you will find the right partners for you along the journey and that will take you to where you have to be. So uh, I think what's most important is the conviction and the vision for anyone who's who's looking to start up today. And if I may add, also bring on the right uh, investors and partners who are able to share your values and um, really help you with your growth. 
Yeah, with that, you know, I want to, I'll come to the end of uh, our podcast. It's such a pleasure speaking to both of you, hearing from a different perspective from both of you. Thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. Before we close, do remember to check out the podcast notes via the link in the episode description. We have for you the entire episode transcript, bite-sized summaries, and a wealth of other resources and content that we're sure you'll love. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please do spread the word and give us a thumbs up. It would help others find the show and mean a lot to us. Thank you for joining us. This is Hot Truths by Vertex. See you next time.